Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. What does that mean? Good evening. Oh. Yeah. Um, bonus. Buona. Noches. Buenas noches. That also works. <laughs> yes. I am. I know languages. <laughs> yeah. I know them languages real good. Dang good. Yeah. You got to practice them. It's important though. Of course. It is. But, um, so anyways, yeah. how was your day, Daniel? It was good. I worked and then I went and hung out with Jacob at yeah. a coffee shop. And nice. And now we're here. Yeah. You brought beer and stuff. That's cool. It's not pizza, but. Well, I didn't even realize, but I am an Italian. You are. You could have brought us some good pizza. I could have brought us. Well, I think. We'll see. I'm not practiced with that. Fair. But, I I mean, next time, if I have another interview with you. I mean, you never know. If I'm invited again. Maybe, probably not. I'll bring some. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. cool. We'll see. You're a mixed media artist. An amazing artist. You had a show. We'll talk about it a little bit later, though. That's very kind. Um, Of course. Of course. Um, but yeah, so give us some background of kind of where it um, all started. So the art, where the art started or where well, I started? Give us, yeah, where you started. And we'll um, where I started. Um, I'm a very lucky kid. Uh, my mom's from Cali. My dad, who's since passed, uh, was born in Florence, Italy. And they met romantically while my mom was studying architecture in Florence like a movie they knew each other for two months she convinced him to get on a plane he spoke no English he had a thousand dollars in his pocket oh my god and they eloped didn't realize they were pregnant with me also a little side story snaps and um and then they ended up we lived in California until I was five and then my dad got work back in Italy and so Lived there for a couple years as a kid, and my mom was so desperate to work herself. She's a landscape architect, and she's not good sitting idle. So um, she applied for jobs back in the States. Meanwhile, my dad applied for work with the furniture industry because he was a leather rep for a big Italian furniture line in High Point. Makes sense. And land in High Point, my mom said, not over my dead body will I ever live here. And <laughs> she drove down the street and found Greensboro and thought it was beautiful. And yeah. so we just settled here. But yeah, I've since um, had some interesting opportunities to live elsewhere and then come back. But I always seem to come back. I really like it here. Yeah. Just, it's a beautiful place. It's Yeah. And quality of life is supreme. Yeah. I think people don't really recognize that. Yeah, um, for sure. They, yeah. I think a lot of people who... I guess I've been here for a long time. Just don't realize how nice it is here. Yeah, and what you get and what you pay for. Yeah. I mean, I talk about that all the time. I just, you can't afford to travel living in cities like San Francisco and New York and Chicago even. Like, it's just great that we pay what we can and we can also leave and have that option, that freedom. Right. So, I try to do that as much as I can. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's nice. How was it living in Italy? Is that did that have any influence I, on your art? Oh, absolutely. In fact, when I was thinking about like my influences for art, um, it's funny. Like my my professors would be so angry with me saying this, but like 
I don't necessarily follow that many other artists. I okay. admire artists for sure, but um, I'm I think I'm more directly influenced by environment and travel and people's stories and okay. meeting people and talking to people and their life experiences and their lifestyles and cultures and all that stuff. Um, just what is like palpably vibrant in my everyday life, I yeah. think is what I'm mostly influenced by. Okay. Um, that said, I adore artists all over the world, but it's just, I think most of my stuff is kind of environmental and what I'm directly related to. Heck yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's jump back a little bit yeah. to where it kind of, where it started. So yeah. how old you? So how old Italy, you definitely. It? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I totally went. No, you're good. No, that was fine. I totally bypassed that, that one. Fine. Um, yeah, so I I was five when I moved there. Um, and I will say I think that really formed me in a lot of ways because my mom will attest like I didn't react so well to that sudden shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of like reactions to this complete change of environment. I also moved into a village of probably 800 people maybe less oh wow that's crazy and we joke too it was like god bless italy but um especially <laughs> the small villages but you know there, i think there's a lot of inbreeding we're kind of picking up on oh, um oh, and like in the phone book there'd be like you know 70 percent all had the last name of sarti like everyone's last name was the same oh god so you could tell yeah um so that too you know culturally small small town village kind of mentality where you know it's the same all across the board like it's kind of close-minded doesn't matter if you live in another country so my initial reaction to that shift was it was hard especially as a little kid but then i somehow managed um i had a snail collection to kind of get me through (laughs) i had like a snail farm I collected snails and I made like all of these little circuses for them to like utilize in a bucket for a good month to get me over the hump and then I just somehow adjusted um but yeah I think in terms of like living there as a kid and being exposed just the age right the age of the place and the layers and the texture and just feeling so so small already in my own age on top of feeling so so small in the realm of time of mm-hmm. the earth and the history of this place was crucial um at least i reflect on that now you know yeah. so i mean we one of our experiences was we were living in an apartment and my parents ended up finding this um this it was probably 14th or 15th century farmhouse yeah that they rented for near to nothing and in like the week that we lived there mom had a bunch of the local people come and help her clean in the week that we lived there we realized it was infested with every kind of critter you could imagine and you know but it was like this beautiful stone building with all these ancient orchards and stuff like that so you know all of these kind of um sensory experiences too were happening to my brother and I really really young right um yeah and my parents were great I mean we did not have any money but they somehow managed to just take us everywhere I mean I talk about the two like we were definitely accessories to my parents we were not there was never (laughs) like because here I've noticed in the south too it's like as soon as you have kids well I guess we're done traveling yeah for sure. you know you better get your traveling bug out now because once you have babies you can't go nowhere and I'm like, that. fuck that. That's not how I grew up. Yeah. I mean, we just, ha- we had no choice, yeah. you know? And I hope to do that with my kids too. Just yeah. expose them and meet new people. And 
it definitely helps me understand people better for sure. sure. That's awesome. So, thank you. That's yeah, kind. That's really Shout out to parents <laughs> for doing that. That's I think it's cool uh, good for, parents for sure. Yeah, it's cool that kids travel young. I mean, I think it's a big effect on them. It really does. I'm sure you saw a lot of things that probably influence what you do today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some indirect or direct way. Yeah, um, surrendering awesome. yeah. to people too. I mean, sure. you know, and and experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah. So Appreciate where did the, the interest in, obviously your mom is an artist. Interest in art. Yeah, so where did And my that... dad was a closeted artist yeah. as well. What did he do? He, and I have these, um, which I want to do something special with, he was a designer. He okay. designed, he had this fascination with uh, shoes. Mm-hmm. And I have these beautiful drawings from like the 80s, early 90s of his um, that I want to do something special with. I would love to actually develop a line of his shoes and like incorporating some of my tr- oh, designs wow, on them. Awesome. Cause what's so cool now is like all of it's relevant again. I mean, they're so, you know, they're like high top sneakers with like these mixed woven fabrics and stuff all relevant. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to do something like that. Just re envision his line somehow and maybe name it after him or something and do really something cool sweet. with it. Yeah. Yeah, so he did that. He just loved the arts. He loved, like, new design. He was always ahead of trends. Um, he was this, like, spotless dresser. So sharp. Wore a suit <laughs> almost every single day. Heck yeah. Had everything tailored, had everything dry cleaned. Made really good friends with uh, the cleaners. He just, like, was always there. <laughs> yeah, so, it's yeah, he was much. a stylish guy. That's cool. So, yeah, and my mom draws. She was a painter, and she's a landscape architect now, so... She's one of the only remaining um, hand drafters. Oh my, what? All of her drawings are renderings by hand. Yeah. She does it all by hand? All by hand. And I will say, I will say, to Sal's probably disappointment, a lot of that has to do with her having absolutely no patience for technology. Okay, yeah. So she will not learn any other form, but um, but all of it is, yeah, she does all of it by hand. She has like spools and spools of drawings it's awesome i want to do something with those too you should definitely do something that you should collab yeah. with your mom that'll be yeah. sick yeah yes. so okay cool yeah i'm lucky yeah. i'm so, lucky how'd that influence you when you were how'd that influence kind me? of get you in the game yeah i mean i think just knowing that my parents had a respect for it you know my brother we talk about this a lot too like my brother was the academic one i mean i i made good grades but that wasn't like my passion mm-hmm. you know um, I love to always use my hands and I couldn't, I love to cook. Like I couldn't quite figure out what the medium was, but in high school, I really started to figure out that, um, for me to relate to people, I needed to find a creative outlet Yeah, and I just fell in love with it and I fell in love with sculpture first, um, with clay. Ooh, okay. Um, but I think just having parents that. Of course you can do that. Why, why can't you possibly do that? Yeah, they were that's, in the lifestyle. You know, that's the beautiful thing to do. And if that's, you know, suits your soul, then do it. So having that support, I think, was huge. Yeah. So cool. So... I have to take a swig because yeah, my throat's so dry. Do you think? Do you think? So with... You started with sculpture, you said. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing with that back when you were young? Yeah. So I really um, got into clay. Yeah. Sculpture. And I would just go up in the attic and I would just make these weird faces. I have a few of them still. I've never fired them because yeah. I was always afraid they would explode, <laughs> which is so common. And I'm sure they would. If I were to like try and put them killed now, they would blow up into a gazillion pieces because of all the air holes, but air pockets. But um, 
Yeah, so, and then that turned into huge, like, I made this giant squid out of... Out of clay? I know, actually, out of uh, chicken wire. I had to make it in my backyard because it was that big. I hung it from a tree. Right. It was probably, with the longest tentacle, it was probably, like, 12 feet, 13 feet long. Wow. Yeah. What? It was fucking correct. Her name was Sheila. (laughs) Named her Sheila. And she she was made out of chicken wire and pantyhose. I took all my pantyhose and stretched them over chicken wire. And then I spray painted the shit out of it. I almost asphyxiated like in the backyard. Um, (laughs) It was bad. What did your mom say you use all your She loved it. She loved... Well, my dad was Italian. So like my my grandma in Italy would send me... She would send me every month I would get a parcel of like... It would be like eight different kinds of pantyhose because Italians are huge on undergarments. Yeah. And chocolate, cured meats. The boxes would always smell like cigarettes. Um, Hell yeah. What else would be in there? Chocolates, cured coffee. Isn't the whole family this Staples. or just you? The whole damn the whole family, family would get a, a box and then I would have my own little like section yeah. that was designated to me. But I would get tons of pantyhose and I was like... Heck ahead yeah. of the trends like checkered pattern i still have a lot of checkered pattern pattern like red and white check um so i used a lot of those on sheila and i spray painted it sheila and she would my mom drove a toyota t100 because yeah. she was like landscape architect it was like her only gain to respect in the field yes and she we had to put sheila in the back of the truck and like drive her down benjamin parkway to grimsley high school because she wouldn't fit <laughs> Um, yeah, so that it just turned into like these weird kind of creatures like that. Um, yeah, I love to make like little sets and stuff forever. I thought it was gonna, I wanted to be like a Cirque du Soleil set designer forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and then and then I just started painting when I, I lived in Spain out of high school, mm-hmm. and it was my therapy. I lived with this insane family as an au pair, yeah. they were fucking awful. And, um, no, they like, I actually forgot their last name. I think my brain was like, oh, you don't need to ever remember them. Oh, they gosh, were that terrible. Bad? Terrible. The oh. blessing was, you know, the silver lining was I got to make stuff. I learned Spanish out of like sheer panic. Um, but yeah, I, um, I started painting out of watercolor and I would just layer watercolor. And yeah. I started doing these illustrations. So. And then that turned into like really getting into oil. So I, I, I get bored. Yeah. And I'll have to try a new around. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. So while you were in Spain, mm-hmm. did that have any influence on what you're doing with your art stuff? I think so. I think it all that? does. And maybe not so, you know, uh, consciously, I guess. But um, yeah, I think so. I think, again, it's like an environmental thing. Just mm-hmm. all of the pieces together. Like it was hot as hell. People don't tell you Madrid. Oh, was gosh. built in a desert. Like, it should not exist. Like, Las Vegas should not exist. You fly in, <laughs> and it's just desolate and dry. It was, like, 110 degrees when we rolled up. Oh, God. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, everybody's sweating. And, you know, Europe, like, they don't, a lot of places don't have air conditioning. Buses mm. don't have air conditioning. Like, people are just what, it is what just it is. sweaty. You just make it work. And, um... Yeah, so I think just all of those pieces together, you know, it's all, a lot of my stuff has a lot of texture and dimension, like kind of a play on perspective too. Like I like, you know, especially with this recent series I did, I kind of like the audience to feel a little uncomfortable. You know, like you're kind of affronted with something that you're not sure what it is, 
but you're also wanting to dive into it further. Yes. But then again, it takes you just constantly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which I think it keeps it activated, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't know. That's just my... It could be crap. I definitely but, agree. You know, like, yeah. it, it, I want there to be a sort of a struggle in a way. So, yeah. but that's a lot of my travel experience has been... You know, equal. You love it and you hate it in the same breath. Right. I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. And that most of your traveling was right after high school. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I grew up. I was lucky. I mean, you I were, lo- yeah, I went you're to traveling like, all. A lot. Yeah, my grandma would like take me. I went to Southeast Asia and India with my grandma. And right. Holy crap! That's I nice. was a lucky kid. I mean, yeah. I'm very, very, very blessed. That's very, wild. Very, Do you think all this traveling definitely has all kind of all the Absolutely. cultures and all the colors and Saturated. all the things go right into your your artwork? I would like I would like to think so. I mean, yeah. I hope so. I mean, yeah. And again, it's like the, some of the experiences were. I'm grateful that I went. You know, India was really eye opening. Well, can I um, imagine the colors and all, yeah, and also there. just the poverty is on another level. Oh yeah, like, that's true. But it's also so. Uh, not, I don't want to say beautiful, but just the human experience, you know, what they do with what they have is yeah. breathtaking. Right. And, but at the same time, the, like, here's a great example. Women in pristine saris, like beautiful, like fuchsia, bright, you know, um, turquoise and fuchsia and red and like these extremely saturated colors that they probably died. A lot of them may have died themselves mm-hmm. in a bucket. Mm-hmm. They live in the slums. They were picking up cow patties. But, like, nothing was touched. Completely pristine. That's nuts. And that's just what... And I'm just, like... It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, so much respect for people that just live and make it work. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, so humbled by it. And that's, again, why I wish travel were mandatory. Because, you know, you go home and you're just so grateful. Yeah. You're just so grateful. Because, like, they're over there living with nothing. And we're over here just... Yeah. Complaining. Yeah, all the you know, time. It's just that's so crazy. I know. Cool. Well, yeah. Anyways, that a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But so how about how about your I guess higher ed school? So for college and stuff. So I went to UNCG. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Shout out to Spartans. Yeah, love UNCG. The art department is awesome. Yep. Shout out to like Barbara Campbell Thomas and Chris and yep, Miriam yep. and Jennifer Meanley and like Andy Dunnell, who I adored, who unfortunately passed away. Um, he was freaking amazing mm-hmm. um yeah i think the program there is incredible and i i really respect the professors there um quite a lot so yeah it's a great program cool. and again like what you get for what you pay <laughs> i don't think people realize that yeah cool so tell us about the My programs education. yeah about at USG like classes what you learned and your projects and what I learned that. um I think in retrospect I think I mean I was so uh overwhelmed with all of it when I was actually in it yeah. to know but now I think what it did was it literally stripped everything off of me mm-hmm. and made it so that and this isn't like a negative, but I think I, I had to be scrutinized and I was treated very objectively and, um, and knowing that what I had to make that was, I was so passionate about ultimately that it had to be graded. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I can't imagine that. I mean, really like it'd be so hard to be a professor yeah. to grade that. To grade um, art. 
yeah, you know, you know what's good and they know what's good, but you could be wrong. Yeah. And so just removing my own, I mean, it, it does kind of remove your identity in a way because it is the one thing that is so inherently yours. Right. Um, and then for someone to finally challenge that is not easy. So that said, um, I coasted through and I mean, I, it's funny cause like, I don't know how proud I am of much that I made in college. Interesting. Okay. Um, in terms of like skill and craftsmanship and like learning technique and stuff, that's mostly what it was about. Yeah. Um, but like finding my own voice and my own style and recognizing something as truly my own that came after I got out of college again, like reforming myself. Right. So, um, but I am very grateful for the skills, just draw, just basic drawing and yeah, sure. dimension and understanding the relationship between something that's in front and something that's behind. The thing that was most fascinating to me was color theory. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chris Thomas again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love the relationship between color and yeah. how you can put a saturated color in front of a desaturated color and it has a completely different relationship. Yeah. Taking a you know cold green and putting it in front of a warm green and it has a completely different relationship. And it literally, it literally will make certain colors pop just based on the temperature. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's crazy. It's fascinating. Yeah. You know? And like going beyond color complements and like really breaking those complements down to the cold and the warm again and then playing them in front of their complement and just yeah it's it's so interesting um you know and how we perceive color and how incredibly personal color is for people um like what the colors that they choose to live in in their home versus what they might wear versus like whom they might be attracted to mm-hmm. um and what that person's wearing it's all such a personal attraction yeah i was wondering if uh they talk um how colors make people feel yeah in classes oh yeah because it definitely has an impact well, and it's funny because I just got my yoga certification a few months ago, and oh, yeah. that topic came up more in yoga certification than it did in my art classes. Colors? Yeah, because of the chakras and the relationship that color has to your mood. Don't ask me to explain it because I have no idea still mm-hmm. how the hell this works. But my yoga uh, teacher actually at the time was like, he insisted on us not ever wearing black. Whoa. Because, which is like my go-to. Yeah, I mean, that's what I wear yeah. all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I love black. And um, because for an energetic, on an, with an energetic perspective, it literally is devoid of energy. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to break through these points in your system that are stagnant, it helps to have color because it keeps things more fluid and it energizes things. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. You know, I mean, you can take that with, for whatever it's worth, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you think? So yeah, that, color theory is fascinating to me. Do you think that it's the same when it comes to artwork about black and you know yeah. colors and stuff? I do. I think. Um, well, and it's hard to like when I started cell work. I noticed myself like this is what we we talked about this before the interview started, but I made a conscious decision. And granted, I say this now, but would be very grateful to have a market for art, you know, for the future. That said, I decided I'm not going to do this for my living because it takes the joy out of it. I'm no longer making, 
I'm no longer making things that are mine that I can then process through go through all of the emotions or whatever and then ultimately be able to regurgitate it and digest it so that it now I can you know what I mean like mm-hmm. now it's done um but to know that I have to make stuff so that I have to sell it so that I can survive yes is like who am I making it for anymore now it's yes. a product I'm not yours anymore. Yeah, I'm designing now, yeah. you know? Yeah, and so, not to say that artists that do for a living is that, for me, it would be, I would think it would be too stressful yeah, For, for what you do, it probably would be very stressful. Yeah, because it also, like, the turnaround, the mm-hmm. damn turnaround. It takes forever. And so, yeah. Yeah, so, I love Yeah, but that. color is interesting, and I think, um, yeah, color and work, I was noticing, like, when I was starting to sell work, I was finding myself buying into that, just... Oh my gosh, I noticed I were I sold like six pieces and they all had this kind of thematic color scheme. Mm-hmm. Like they all had this chartreuse or whatever the color was. That's interesting. I wonder why they sold. You know, I wonder maybe I should use that in the next series. Yeah. And then I had to take a step back and be like, no. They sold because you made them for you. Exactly. And you made them. Yep. I shouldn't even say for that. me, but do you know what I mean? You made them in your own essence, your in your own, own time, yeah. in your own your place. Own yeah. yeah. And then you're done. And then you can, you know. Yeah. I think it's cool because people so. have like a part of your actual being. Yeah. You know, in their homes. And I think people can tell that that's very genuine. It's very genuine. art. Yeah. Yeah. So There's that, that whole, um, I can't remember who the author was, but I, um, this whole like reproductive art, you know, selling reproduction mm-hmm. and how there is a born soul in a piece of work in its actual state that once you reproduce it that soul is lost mm-hmm. which is fascinating because I'm like that's photography and I adore photography and yeah. that that doesn't disappear you know that's still palpable and like continues to live and breathe yeah for sure but there is something about like painting and once you once you print it once you reproduce it all of the tactile all of the expressive emotional stuff that is so personal for the artist and their experience is gone. Right. You know, and so does that devalue it once somebody buys it? Does that mean that it's not special anymore? You know. Yeah, I think about I think about that stuff all the time. It's interesting. Yeah. Does that kind of bum you out? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I also feel like you know what? If somebody has a Monet print in their kitchen and it makes them happy, then it fucking makes them happy. Hell yeah. That you know, like they're probably just grateful that they get to have a piece of Monet in their home, and yeah. they didn't have a chance to go to the museum or that you know. So I don't know. I go back and forth with that. Right. Yeah, but reproduction is interesting like too. I never thought about that. Yeah, That's I never. Crazy. I had, I only yeah I only stumbled upon that recently, and yeah, there's something to that. There's something like that's why I think having original art is so powerful to see if you don't ever have a chance to own it but just have an opportunity to see it because you can feel the time and the energy and the space that they're in when they're making it mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah good stuff good stuff Daniel. Yeah, i love that let's get into it yes so i want to jump into school a little bit because mm-hmm. I, i've had a lot of people on the podcast who went to uncg in the art department and yep mostly have good things to say yes um so and you kind of said that how they you know issues with people grading your artwork. Yeah. Did they also teach you how to 
kind of create your own voice or did it teach you kind of just tools? Yeah. Um, I had certain professors that definitely did. Um, while they're breaking you down, they're also building you up, I guess, so to say. But, you know, other ones, not so much and we won't, we don't need to get into that. But it's also just your personal relationship and attraction to a teacher. You know, that's just completely your own. Um, but yeah, one thing I do wish, and I think a lot of people talk about this, has nothing to do with the G. I think it's just academia in general for artists, is they have got to make it so that we learn how to apply our yes. work to our lives. Yeah, I was just there. And that our was my next question. Perfect. I'm glad you get away. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think, and I kept listening to my mom. My mom was like, you gotta take some business classes, honey. You just gotta yep. take business. Get into business. Take your business. I know it's not fun, but you should do it. I was like, whatever, I'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. I'm like eating that now. Yeah. I mean, because the last thing you want to do when you work with your hands and that you're good with working your hands and kind of only that <laughs> is fucking mm-hmm. learn how to market yourself. I don't, I mean, I'm, people tell me, but I'm, you know, I'm working on it day to day. Social media seems to be really great for that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they don't teach you that stuff. That's, and I don't know why. I feel like you would have so many classes booked. Exactly. And I've always... I think that's the number one thing that people have against that art department. Yes. Is they don't, they don't tell you it. how to live with it. Yeah. And it's not because of the teachers, because I would talk to teachers about it. Yeah. And how upset and disappointed they were that they couldn't... And also just think about interdisciplinarily... Uh, how interesting that would be to fuse like people from the business school and the financial department like to have them involved with the arts like that would be great to build these relationships and vice versa and uh, why don't they think of that you know for sure so this is a great point so how are you you mentioned social media but how are you marketing and branding yourself now um, so I would say it's almost completely social media. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I go through fits and spurts with art where I like, I mean, I had a dry spell. I, this has happened numerous times where I just will go for a year and not make anything. Oh, wow. And then, you know, for the show, I definitely am one of those people that needs a deadline to push me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So and I'm a serious procrastinator. And I, I mean, I've made 23 pieces in three months. Wow, and so, and you know that's not a ton, but like for the things that I've been making, they're so intricate, and so it's it's a lot. But then I didn't make anything for years. (laughs) Like that's pretty insane. You know, it's just it's well, I should have been making stuff for a year, but I also I don't know. I had this. I um, I got accepted into this residency in Portugal two years ago, and. In order to get in, they required me to propose a workshop um, topic, like what I would essentially teach this class. Never taught in my life. Yeah. So nervous about it. I just came up with something. And I came up with it because of my own experience, which was I was having another show. I had procrastinated severely, mm-hmm. had not made anything. And on top of that, I was making super large scale stuff, like right. nine to nine by seven foot panels. Oh my God. 3D collage. Crazy. Had yeah. no idea if they were ever going to be like, no, so nervous about that. Um, and I just found that when I was procrastinating and I literally had no time for my ego, the work was good. 
Right. And there is something to that. There's something like this survival mode where, yeah, I don't have time to overthink it. I literally don't have time to overthink anything. Right. Because I have to get this done. And so that was my proposal was let's teach this class where, you know, I give, and it's everybody's, you know, uh, disappointment and, uh, you know, fright, I guess. But how, what if I were to give them 30 minutes to make a, you know, uh, cooperative or group project where it had to be a certain size and a certain scale very daunting probably yeah. not realistic but who knows how it could turn out when they don't even have time to consider their own feelings in it you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah I do uh, so yeah that's really interesting to me like removing your ego from something ends up being something that you're actually kind of proud of yeah so your ego comes back but because you're forced, yeah. It's I like I love that the way that you know, like you you ultimately are like, oh, I have no time for myself, but I I end up creating something that is completely myself. Yeah. So or myself in the purest form, right? I guess. That's amazing. That's just a, I don't know, and I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that work will ever really end. You'll probably yeah. always be kind of going in that circle. Yeah. And stuff, and that's cool. And I would love to see how other people react to that too. You know. Yeah, for sure. So, tell us what a residency is. Oh man, everybody should do it. If yeah, you have an opportunity. I've heard that a lot, and I had a lot of people come through, and you know who have gotten into them and stuff. Yes, but, um, yeah. So, kind of give us a a brief description. So, gosh, I wish there were a formula for them. Um, they're all different, um, and I do follow a website which I will put a shout out to as well. It's uh, tran t r a n s a r t i s t s. Dot org. I want to say it's from Denmark. It's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a forum. It's a portal for every kind of residence you can imagine. You can filter based on interest, location, deadline, up and coming, like call times, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's great because if you have a specific place in mind you want to go, yeah. you can just type it in. It'll be like, here's all the ones in New Mexico. Here's all the ones in Australia. That's crazy. You know, there's yeah. t- like all Mongolia, like yeah. anywhere you want to go. Um, I specifically was looking for ones that would pay oh, <laughs> me so, money. So you can't get paid in those. You can. Okay. Which is which is another thing. Like, there's so many financial opportunities for artists that we just don't even think about. Exactly. Excuse I agree with me. That. But yeah. um. Granted, the ones that usually pay are a little bit more com- competitive, which right. they should be. Exactly. Um, so you submit, you know, a little artist statement and a proposal for your project. Typically, sometimes I don't even ask for that. Upload like ten images, and you send it. And um, but they're all different. You know, sometimes they're foundations that are in the name of someone who's passed away that had a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Museums have converted into churches have converted into. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, there's like an island in Michigan on Lake Michigan, I think that like, it's just, you have to take a canoe out to, and it's like all these cool huts that they've built with a communal kitchen and you get to make stuff in the forest and, you know, every kind of experience you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I did one up, I was up at iPark last year in Connecticut and that was amazing because it was in this beautiful forested area with all of this sculpture in the forest kind of yeah. randomly placed and um deer ticks to hail somebody got limes oh, I swear to God. that's where limes is from 
There's actually a Limes, Connecticut. That's where that shit is from. What? Yes, I was. I wore turtlenecks almost every day. Oh, that's. I was so paranoid. Yeah, Ugh, for sure. God, they're too. so nasty and they're so tiny. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm t- I tell people all the time: anything you want to do, anything creatively, you can do. I mean, you could go and write two paragraphs of whatever, or bring your guitar and just say, "I'm I'm practicing." You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tell us, so Portugal. Portugal. Residency. Yeah. Okay, so you got a funny story. Yeah. And How much time do we have? Because I feel like I'm talking and talking. No, talking. you're fine. You're fine. Okay. There's not necessarily cool. a time limit. We don't. Okay. I want to hear everything. is hilarious just how I rolled up on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Just tell us the story. So I applied to this residency. It's called Cerdeira. Um, okay. <laughs> Artist Village. And what it is, the story is amazing because this German couple was living in Portugal. They decided to go hiking with some friends of theirs and they stumbled upon what was essentially an abandoned village in the mountains. And it probably is from, it's actually not that old, but the technique that they used for their housing looked to be very, very old. Uh It was a very old technique, but um, I don't know, maybe like early 1800s or something like that Mm -hmm. and there was one elderly gentleman that lived in this entire village and they convinced him to sell them his house which i'm sure he was more than happy to do because he probably had little means and um they slowly started converting each and every building to it was either a airbnb or like a cafe and then at the end of it the very bottom of the hill is this little artist community that they've created that they host residencies um, and workshops and things like that. But, I mean, just the time and precision to detail, like, is incredible. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it took them 25 years to do this. Oh, and a lot of state funding. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful. So I found it through this website that I was looking at. I emailed them. It was very informal. I sent them my images, they sent me an acceptance, and then they asked me to propose this workshop. Based on that, I got in, um, and then it was like crickets for a couple months. And right. I had what already sent them 400 euro, which is also nothing. I mean, it's really nothing. It's like it's 600 bucks, right? It's nothing. Yeah, it's like 600 bucks. Oh, God. So you sent them money. Wired it. Had no choice. I got a confirmation. You there was wired. an email. That's all you can do. You got to go to the That's bank. so sketchy. Tap. It's so sketchy. Yeah. But it's also, it's the risk you take. If you want to go, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I had a I had a receipt. I had some sort of proof or whatever. But it's also like, the money's gone. Yeah. And I didn't hear anything for several weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. And then finally... I think I finally got one like line in an email just looking forward to seeing you, you know. But the the directions on how to get there were vague. Um and I learned later that it was mostly because they're in this remote area and they t- they just don't have the wi- they don't have the connection yeah, to the that, world. Yeah, for sure. Um but at the time I was like, "Oh my god, I got scammed like all this stuff." But at that point, I'd bought my ticket, packed I I had prepped all this paper. I had painted over all these pieces of paper to, like, make these giant landscape collages or whatever. I had all of my art supplies in this huge suitcase, and 
And I was like, well, I'm fucking going. Yeah. Fuck I'm going to yeah. make this happen. Hell yeah. So I get on my plane and this beautiful older woman walks on and she's got like all this like turquoise. She looks like she lives in Arizona. Yeah. All this like bumpy rock necklaces and earrings and stuff. Her hair's like super teased out. But I was just so taken by her. She just had this like, you know, this magnetic kind of quality. She sat right next to me, which okay. is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I said hello. She said hello. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. Hope you have a great flight or whatever. Yeah. She fell asleep. And I start nodding off. Next thing you know, her hand is like on my knee. Okay. I'm like, uh. And she's like, she goes in her, with her eyes closed, she goes, Portugal or Spain? And I'm like, I'm sorry? She was like, are you going to Portugal or are you going to Spain? And I said, and I'm like thinking, can she see my ticket? Like, it was in my backpack. She had no way of knowing this. Yeah. And I said, I'm actually going to Portugal, but it's funny you say Spain because my original route was Spain, then Portugal. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I immediately was just like, are you psychic? Oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? That's and she insane. goes, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not really, well, kind of. When I, oftentimes when I'm sleeping or I'm like falling asleep, I have these kind of clairvoyant moments and... And I'm not that inclined to tell people, but I felt inclined to tell you. And she said, it's going to be an incredible trip. Wow. She said, I'm really, really excited for you. And I was like, you have no idea what that means. Because at this point in time, I actually yeah, have freaking out. I have no yeah. notion of this yeah. being real. You know, I thought I was screwing myself over. Um, she was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. And then as we're disembarking, she's like behind me and she she taps me on the shoulder again. She's like. Oh, and there's going to be a young Portuguese boy. <laughs> I was like, wait, like a bull, like a child? And she oh, was like, no, young man. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and you'll just know it when you see him. And so, story passes. I spent a couple nights in Porto at a really awesome hostel. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Take a train to this town called Coimbra. Where I'm supposed to, according to these extremely um, vague instructions, take a cab up a mountain to this village that somebody is supposed to miraculously know, right? Okay. Find this cab station. The guy's like, Cerdeira. I've never, in, in broken English, I've never heard of Cerdeira. What is Cerdeira? Never, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's up the mountain. I'm pointing to the mountain. I'm like, up the mountain. He's like, Cerdeira, what Goes to his friend. The guy's like, I don't know what Goes to another guy. The other guy is a super old dude. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You go up the mountain and you take a left and that's where it is. So <laughs> the whole time the guy is driving like a maniac, which is not surprising. I've lived in Italy. They're all, they're very talented, skilled drivers. <laughs> um, and we're like zigzagging up this mountain and... He is on his phone the entire time, like, where is their data? He's talking and calling all these people, has no idea where he's going. But he wanted the money, probably. So, eventually, after multiple winding turns, he pulls to the side on this bank. And I'm like, why are we stopped? What's going on? And he's like, get out of the car. And I'm like, oh my god, I just set my... I'm gonna die. This is it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't even. I think my knife got confiscated at the at the airport. Like, this is it. This is it. And we're on the edge of this mountain, and he pulls me over, and 
you know, at this point, you're just like, I just trust in God or whomever, whatever yeah. the higher power is. He pulled me over and he's like, look how beautiful this is. Beautiful castle. And, da, da, da. and he shows me this beautiful, like, panorama of wherever we were in Portugal. And he's like, see, see, beautiful Portugal, beautiful. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It yeah. is <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for sparing me. Yes. And then we was like, okay, get back in the car. I gotta go. And I'm like, okay. He was like, okay. So we got trucking along up this mountain all the way up. And then finally we see this sign for Cerdeira. And as soon as you enter, it's like hairpin turn, hairpin turn, hairpin turn, hairpin turn. And you're like, oh, yeah. And you finally get up there. And he was so sweet. He stayed with me until he knew that somebody was there. Okay. And he carried my luggage down this mountain to these places and... So yeah, I got there and it existed. There were two artists there at the time. We ended up being five of us at the end of it. But two girls from Tasmania. Never met anyone from Tasmania before. Holy crap. They were freaking awesome. That is They show awesome. up in these like long skirts and boots and they're like, Hi, what's going on here? I didn't even know that this existed. Like, what, what? are we going to do this trip? So and I'm like, cool. It was crazy. It was awesome. But So the young dude. Yes. Okay. The first day... I immediately have to go up, I have to find internet somehow to tell my family I'm not dead. And they have this cafe that is the only place where they have Wi-Fi. So, and it's a, literally, we're down here and the cafe is like up here. So, like, so every day, I got in incredible shape that trip. It was amazing. <laughs> I didn't even, I ate like a pig and I lost, it was just, I was so fit. It was awesome. So we get up there and um, I plug in my computer and I finally connect and I could, you know, you know, you when you just feel someone, someone was looking yeah. at you. Yep. No, I just felt somebody come in, but I didn't hear them or anything. And I just feel like, you know, the energy starts to like leave and vacuum kind of effect. Yeah. I turned around, this handsome, obviously much younger man walks in, big beard. Um, I'm like, that's the dude. I knew it. I was like, that's the dude. And we became such good friends. Um, where we still like talk. He's just a really good, nothing like ever happened, yeah. but you know, it was just like, this is amazing. That's crazy. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the lady in the, yeah, she predicted the, it all just, or just to this. kind of make it certain was so yeah. comforting, you know, make you feel better. Validating. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, so briefly tell us about the journey at the, at the residency. So what did you, you do there? So that's where I. I had brought all of this paper um, that I had prepped for this particular project in mind that I did not even touch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I had like seven or eight old, old National Geographics that I ended up cutting up. And I had created these. I would cut them out and then I would lay them on top of other landscapes that I had found. And I would paint over them and completely reinterpret the environment. And all of them ended up sort of looking like post-apocalyptic you know which i really liked and um so it turned into i made 10 pieces there and i made 10 pieces when i got home and the way i got to portugal was i did a gofundme and my promise to people that supported me was like i can't take this for granted i was like it was amazing just what people did for me and i just said you know i promise you with this money i will have a show then I did. I made 10 pieces there. I made 10 pieces as soon as I got back. And I had a show in February that following year. And to just kind of like thank everyone who came. But yeah, I made 20 pieces. 
from that experience and that's what opened up this new series that I've done like that you saw recently this kind of paper lace layered collage landscape thing yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure that's beautiful I love that thanks that's so cool it was fun that's why you gotta go to residencies yeah and you meet amazing people this one 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 woman was from Russia but lived in Tel Aviv yeah. Um, another girl was German slash Portuguese, she, but she lives in Portugal now. And then we had the two Tasmanian girls that were amazing, and I traveled with them, and I keep up with them. Um, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. So. You keep in touch with uh, everyone. Tasmanian. Yeah, I try to. Yeah. Yeah, I try to. That's, that's some amazing. capacity. Some yeah, you know. Some you're closer to. Hard, but yeah. yeah. Some you're closer to than others, but yeah. Definitely the Tasmanians. I talk to them. That's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. They're fierce. I want to go there. And there's a huge art scene in Tasmania. I'm sure there is. No idea. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of beauty of traveling. That's why, you know, I stress that people need to do it. Yeah. Just just surrendering to what can happen to you. Yeah, just going with it. And it's scary because, especially as, like, female, you have to have your guard up. But you also have to, like, it's like how much do you, you know, how much are you limiting yourself and how much are you protecting yourself? Like yeah. You're constantly going back and forth with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I guess in your words, to someone thinking about maybe doing a residency, what is the biggest advantage you think of going to a residency? I would say the fact that you have no obligation. Okay. Especially if it's paid. It is a paid vacation to make work. Yeah. That's very true. You have no distraction. There's no obligation to work. You have a completely new environment, thus a completely clean slate. For me, it's been so crucial. And I I end up being more productive than I even anticipated. Yeah. On top of that, you... You know, what's hard about Greensboro, and I'm sure you guys know this too, like... Once you get out of school, a lot of that art kind of yeah. community, it's not as present anymore. And you have to be responsible for creating it. Yeah. You have to be the one that's in t- like initiating things with people and getting things going. You are so correct. You know? Yeah. And that's why I love this and being invited to this is just, sure. it's been so great to just kind of have this dialogue again with people. And, yeah. And that's what feeds me. And, um, and that's why I like residencies because... It's all other creatives. It doesn't matter what medium it is. It's they're all in some form making things, you know, if they're tangible or not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just could not recommend it more. That's awesome. Really, that's I like mean, it's, it's never-ending inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds awesome. And don't feel again. It's like back to the children when you're traveling with children. Like, don't feel limited with your life. I mean. I'm fortunate with, like, my job, I guess, or how I'm paid, um, because I am able to kind of steer it around the things that I love to do. Yeah. But that said, people that do have nine-to-fives, I mean, I've also had that conversation before, and if you say, you know, you could treat it as your your time off. Take yeah. They don't have to be a month. They can be two weeks. Yeah. They can even be a week. I've seen them a week before, mm-hmm. where you can just get away, and, and they... Add up your sick days and make it work. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's so true. I think about that. Add yeah. up your sick days and make it work because it's, I mean, you, you will sleep better than you've ever slept. Yeah. It's not sure. like you're going to be constantly around the clock working. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I could not recommend it more. That's cool. You know, I think people with these full-time jobs kind of think that's the end all, you know, of their creative, I guess, brain or whatever. But it's like, no, you, you can work around that. Yeah, exactly. Still, you know, find that balance. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. And if it feeds you, too, I mean, you just feel like a more complete person afterwards. So, ultimately, so it is a win-win. Yeah. Well, heck yeah. So, yeah. let's dive into the juice of it. Dive into your work. Uh-huh. Um, so, maybe give us kind of a sense of your style. What are you trying to accomplish with your pieces? Oh, and man. Overall so kind of thing about it. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I, man. You're all over I the could place. I put my so. finger on it. Yeah, I am kind of all over the place, and I do get bored. Um, yeah. So, the best you I shouldn't can. even use that. I shouldn't use that word. Bored. But, yeah, I know it is. It is boredom. I get distracted easily, yeah. and, and then I... I think, I think the best way to go about this is like talk about the process. I guess. Yeah, please. Um, just because, let's say this last series that's uh, developed the last couple of years it started in twenty fifteen, um, in Portugal, has been mostly found images that I exacto the crap out of, mm-hmm. and you know I'll have little tiny tiny pieces that I put together with others and create mostly landscapes bizarre right. landscapes and then I paint over them so I try and completely reinterpret these spaces mm-hmm. um and yeah but with that I'll I'll usually start off with a ch- shit ton of pieces out I'll try and cut as many things as I possibly can so that I have as much to pull from mm-hmm. and I kind of treat them like specimen you know like they're each they have their own thing that is impenetrable and is sacred is sacred and special and then I kind of put them all together and then once the piece is made it becomes sort of another specimen again because I'm encapsulating them between two layers of glass or two layers of plexiglass Mm -hmm. without any background so I do kind of want them to look like they're in formaldehyde or like something that is keeping them yeah yeah and I also learned about plexiglass like that is the best material for keeping stuff because it's plastic yep. and things last forever. So yeah, there is that thing that's happening. Um, but you know, I'll find when I have all these pieces out, it will lead to me being like, oh, I don't even have this one thing that I want this piece to go with. I have to find that. Mm-hmm. And I have managed to, aside from one time, use the internet for that. Wow. One time where I was looking for extra plants, I used the internet and I printed. Or no, actually, I did photocopies of a book. Really? I have managed to never have to do that. Yeah. That's impressive. It's all just found images through magazines or other things. So you're probably sifting through so many like, oh, it's magazines. Like, I'm getting so fast at yeah, the, like mm-hmm, the yeah. Barnes & Noble shuffle. So... Are you like thrifting these? Are you just buying I inherited. My grandmother passed away last August. Shout out to Renee. She's my favorite. Shout out to Grandma. She's the best. Um, She, oh my gosh, she collected National Geographic for like 50 years. So I have all those. My mom also, she's an architect, so she has all these super cool, you know, really interesting international, like large actually, maybe, I don't even know what scale that is, large magazines that I'll use for hardscape kind of stuff uh yeah that's mostly what it's been recently i mean it used to be again it's like it could change tomorrow 
I already have an idea for a series that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. That's the thing. That's good, though. Keeps you on your toes. I hope so. And, like, what what really inspires these projects? These projects? Yeah. I mean, again, I think I'm so interested in people. Yeah. And also animals. Um, Without being, like, cheesy, I guess. I think they're amazing. I, uh... And especially with, I think, I think I've never, <laughs> I've never really been political. I've never really been environmental. I mean, conceptual art always drove me crazy and all this stuff. But right now, with everything that's going on with our country mm-hmm. and the world, um, and its effect on the world, I feel like it's really important. And so I've noticed a lot of the pieces I've done have this kind of play on where we are. And what we need to face, and what we find beautiful, and what we struggle with in the same, you know, in the same thing. Love that. Um, religion and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, what we're doing to animals, what we're doing to the environment, like a lot of it is present. So, yeah, I think that is most. What was the question? <laughs> Your the inspiration that. Oh yeah, goes into these projects. Yeah, you gotta explain it though. Again, it's mostly experiential. Just like every day, what I'm seeing, how I'm seeing people's emotions. Like I also I work at an acupuncture clinic. I trade. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, you know, the day after the election, so many of our patients had were in for anxiety. They were not there for the regular treatment. They were in for anxiety. That's crazy. And panic attacks. Yeah. And. And that, I mean, that has an effect on my work, just how I feel and how other people feel and how I pick up on other people's feelings. And I think I am pretty empathetic and I think we all are to an extent. Um, Yeah, so it's mostly just relationship to other humans and relationship to my environment is mostly the inspiration. I love that. I wish it were more than that, Daniel. I want to say, I wish I were more of a, I'm pretty ignorant, honestly, when it comes to like other artists. Right. I admire people for sure, but I'm not very versed. That's fine. So I think that's, I need to work on that. I mean, I think yeah, it's part of managing being like that as well. But I yeah. love that you're inspired by just life. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what you explained, and it makes yeah. a lot of sense when going through your pieces. Of you kind of kind of guess like what was going through your head with each yeah. piece. You know, that's it's really cool. Thanks. I think um, it could probably also be just sort of selfish therapy too. I'm wondering now. You know, just. Yeah. It, it it is cathartic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Love that. It's we'll perfect. See. That's but the well next said. series is gonna be scale wise is gonna be big. It's gonna be big pieces <laughs> like yeah. nine nine foot like, again. Bull, yeah. Nine Huge. feet. Huge. That's I can't wait to see that. I have no idea what it'll look like. Let's find <laughs> out. Fingers crossed. How long so. do these pieces usually take you? You said you kind of work kind of under ones? pressure. So yeah, under pressure. So. I had a situation. So the big pieces that you have not seen. Well, you saw one in my house. I saw one. Yeah, I saw the one in your house. And the one in the living room. Yeah. So I did those. um, I made four of those in a month. Right. For someone that I will not name names. Um, It was for an opportunity in High Point for a showroom. I turned them in. And she literally was like, she didn't frame the the agreement was I turned them into her she would pay for all the framing and I would be the artist of their showroom like the only artist so she paid for just for the framing but not for your time 
No, but that was actually a really good deal at the time because okay. framing for these would have been absurd. Oh yeah, because they're huge. Right, they're huge. Um, and so I mean they're nine by seven, six by five, like massive. And yeah. so, um, turn them in. She, I called her, no answer. Oh, Texted God. her, no answer. I ended up showing up to the showroom. None of my pieces were up. And. Um, I was mortified, of course, called her again. Turns out it was, she did not, she had literally something had happened and she was not able to, it was not her fault. But that said, it really sucked. Yeah. I did not get them framed. They were also delivered to me folded in half, which if you've (gasps) seen them, I know. Baby, baby cries. I cried a lot. They folded them? The floral one was folded in half in a van. I thought I was going to throw up. I think I peed a little, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, 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 Yeah. So I brought it back, and I was like, but you know what would happen? The beauty of it all was, can you to make these things more durable? Obviously. Okay. The flower one, I had my stepdad build an exoskeleton um, out. Sorry, not an exoskeleton. An actual skeleton, an yeah. armature for it, out of wood. So we just traced it on this panel of wood and he cut it out with a jigsaw and we just mounted it on this and now it's strong as hell um you would never know it got mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know one of them like that one it's just all these artificial flowers that i dipped in paint like it, they fall off you know so but the and also i ended up making four huge pieces in a month that is impressive. So I immediately, because of the deadline, I immediately had the beginning of a series of work just yeah. because of this incident, you know? And so it was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And so that was what helped fuel that next series. So after, so now I'm going to go back to making really huge stuff, I think, but I that are very that. different. That's insane. Because I'm kind of tired of like... Being like little, little it's small scale. my neck and shoulders. I got to roll my back out all the time. All the Lots time. Lots of Epsom salt baths. That's where yoga comes in. I know. That's where that yoga comes in. That's badass. So cool. Yeah. So I want to hear about how the show went. So tell us about the show. The show went well. Yes. I'm so grateful for whomever came out that night. Thanks, yeah. guys. Um yeah, sure. We got snowed out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a wild night. Um, for me personally, too, I had my dear friend who I work with actually uh she lost her husband suddenly the day before but I had found out that day at noon and so um and I think the only reason I probably could have put it on was he would have wanted me to go he really would have not wanted me to stay behind for that and so I did it for him too and um and so, yeah, we were expecting like 300-some people, and 100 people showed up. Yeah. That's freaking great. Yeah. I mean, for the snow, I, we were so excited about that. About 20 minutes before the doors opened, we lost power. Oh, yeah. In a warehouse. Yep. In the dark. Kept going in and out. In the snow. And it also killed the heat. Yes. So, and we couldn't figure out what the problem was. We thought we had um, tripped a switch or whatever, and that wasn't it. Took them forever to figure it out. Got it back on. 20 minutes later, power off. 20, mi- 20 minutes later, power off. 20- happened like six or seven times. So I'm like, is this a sign? Are we not supposed to do this? 
but people just stuck around. It yeah, was awesome. I remember it. It was awesome. It was great. Um, I was wondering what was going on because I was filming that. Yeah, uh, I want to see that, by the yeah, way. I yeah, I want to finish it this weekend. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, yeah, it's oh, cool. and Devin wanted me to tell you thank you so much for doing that. Oh, no problem. That Devin's was really homie. awesome. Yeah, get Devin on here. Yeah, Devin she wants cool to. Shit. Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah, I'll talk to her probably every She's so year. talented too. Yeah, she's super talented. Yeah. The whole, so why was it called working out? Um what's the theme? Well, to be frank, I don't really know. I that wasn't we had several to choose from and that was the vote. Okay. Um but I see it differently. I see it especially with what's going on in the world. Yeah. Just kind of like making things happen despite the fact that it's not easy to do so right right now is the way I read it, um, but also I had a perf- Andy Dunnell who I spoke of earlier. Like one of the best things he ever said was, "Bianca, you don't you know you don't make art, you do art. <laughs> you don't yeah. just make it, you do it. Yeah. So go to you know just don't stop talking about it and go do it. Just go do it." Um, so yeah, I liked this idea of we're working through this thing rather than conceptualizing it or idealizing it or you know thinking on it too much we're actually working to do it i love that yeah because it is a lot of work <laughs> yeah that, i mean it seemed like every one of you guys shit ton of work Devin yeah. made 60 pieces i know she had a whole middle and part like, and all that yeah everybody i mean Janian, like i had no idea first of all i didn't know what the heck harry was going to bring to the table until the day of i didn't yeah. even know what he was working on and that thing was so cool yeah Ashley, so excited for her. She's probably going to do something at Revolution Mill. I hope um, so. She she's amazing. Is phenomenal. Beautiful. She heard that whole station she had. I wish I could provide visuals to the people who are listening. I but know. It was just, in a, I have a visual I her won't put up. But yeah, her and photos. she makes all of these things that these women yeah, wear. That wear, yeah. That she photographs. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's Stunning. Beautiful. And she's so nice. Yeah. So... We're looking into other venues. I think we all want to have a redo, or at least a add-on yeah. show. Um, Same people and everything? I would like to. Yeah. Heck Maybe add yeah. a couple more. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that'd be I awesome. I want to get good music in there. I want to get live music in there. That'd be cool. Um, been looking at Camp North End in Charlotte. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I have not heard of that. It's so w. cool. Yeah. Oh, that what their show was? Oh. That is We awesome. gotta get it. Yeah. I want it to be like a collaborative too. So like, if you would want to get involved in yeah. some capacity, I mean, help out the more the merrier, yeah, in my cool. opinion. So it's how this really cool campus in Charlotte? It's like a creative campus, incubator campus, kind of. That's crazy. Uh huh. I'll show you pictures of later. Yeah, freak you out. I, 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 and Jay was showing me photos of when he went to the motorcycle show, um, a little bit, and it looked like it was massive. Yes, it is massive. Yeah, I've not even seen it in real life yet. I've only seen pictures, but it looks insane. Ooh, okay, yeah, that so, that sounds great. Or a barn. Anybody out there that has a huge barn out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> that's what we want to do as well. Bring a barn into the city. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So how'd you meet those... Those kids? Yeah. Well, I went to school with most of them. Well, yeah, I went to school true. with Devin and... Her- uh, no, Devin and Janie and uh, Ashley, even though I never really had classes with Ashley nor Devin. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a painting class with Janie, and I fell in love with her style. Like, she's so damn dry, and you don't know if 
how she feels about you, which I also really liked. I was kind of attracted to. Yeah. And then she did this painting, since she's, if she listens to this, she's going to die, but of cats. It was like, as if cats were on like a bad sweater. Mm-hmm. She did a painting of that. And I was obsessed with it. She was like, this, this is just a bunch of crap. Probably going to throw this away. And I was like, please don't. It just like her. Too. Buy- yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? This is crap. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I will buy crazy. it from you. Like, do not throw this away. Don't ever throw it away. Yeah. So I had painting with, with Jane and that was fun. Like, yeah. It's cool. I love how the community here works. You know, it's. I think Greensboro is very underrated when it comes to that kind of thing because it's definitely here. Completely. But, like, people are definitely, like, it's a, it's pretty it's pretty tight-knit. It's yeah, cool. it is. Yeah. I mean, especially once we once we actually meet each other. Exactly. That's the thing. It's so people don't then know it's about like each other. Then it's on, which yeah. I love. Uh, yeah, we got to make things happen here. It is crucial. Yeah. I it, agree. We need it. I mean, and especially when you go out of town and you talk to people and they're like, why would you ever live? You know, why? Well, I'm like... You have to be a part of it. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So tell us about some major or minor accomplishments that you've kind of come oh, wow. across. Gosh. Yeah. Major or minor accomplishments? Yeah. Um, art-wise? Yeah. Definitely art-wise. Wow. I'm, probably, I'm sure there's a lot. Just give us maybe some, I, some yeah, highlights. I will say I'm proud of how hard I work. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I mean, if it turns into anything, I don't know. But... I and I when I do put my mind to it I work my ass off yeah and I am proud of that and I got that from both my parents my parent my parents are extremely hyper productive people um and I mean I'm not great people people know me like it's it's not that I'm it's hard for me to relax but I just look forward to doing stuff and moving through stuff and I like relaxing as well, but um, when I have a project, I like to be in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud of that. I mean, I, I work really, really hard. Yeah. That's when I do work. <laughs> so. What's going on? I thought. Yeah, I think you have. For me, knowing you, what was I have, which is not like super long. But, mm-hmm. Um, you have done. We a lot trucked of, through this mountains, Daniel. We did. We in a Prius. We did <laughs> go to the eclipse together. Us Daniel drove us like a freaking dad. Oh my god! Through the mountains, through multiple yeah broken bladders, pert near bro- broken bladders. Yes, that oh was goodness. rough. But we we somehow managed to make it without running out of gas. That's true. We did not run out of gas. Everyone else did. Thank goodness, because that traffic. Eleven hours. <laughs> so brief background: like we went to we didn't see the yeah. the Thanks. the solar eclipse. In complete totality, and it was <laughs> quite the journey. And that was my first time meeting B. There's, there's relevance to the story. That was my yeah. first time really hanging out. Yeah, really hanging out Bianca, with Bianca because I knew you from Shelby. Yep. Shout out to Shelby because she told me to interview Shelby you. Shelby Flanagan. Yes, she put me, she gave me your name like forever ago. Oh really? Yeah, it's actually in my notebook in my bag. Really? We're oh, at, she's the cutest. We're at the Green Bean. She was like, you "If you Bianca," and I was like, "Okay." She's you know. the best. Um, and here we are. Here we are. Shelby's my roommate, too. Yeah. Shout out to Shelby. Shout out to Shelby. She's wonderful. I hate her. Anyways, She's a cutie so. little muffin. <laughs> we got a new dresser for the kitchen today, Shelby. Put all the Tupperware It's going to go up like forever later and it's not going to be relevant anymore <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know. But cool, so... This is not me tooting, by the way. This is this chair. I don't know if you guys are picking up on it. I don't think you're going to be able to pick it up. It's not my flatulence. Thank you. It is. It smells really bad in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where do yeah. you like? Where do you want to end up with all this? 
It's so funny. I mean, this is actually really fun for me because I would love to do voiceover work at some point. I think I yes, I you would be good at that because your accents are so great. Well, that's kind. Yeah. I I need a lot of practice, um, yeah, but I love to thank you. I love <laughs> doing them. Um, but I also with art stuff, I want to talk to some animators because I would like to layer some animation on some of these landscapes. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be real cool actually. Yep. That's what oh, yeah. that before, like we watched tiny, tiny cartoons. little yeah. things like crawling and jumping and yeah, yeah. yep. Ooh. So, um, hopefully that can happen. But long term, whatever. Who knows? Just going with the I flow. Mean, yeah, I don't have any expectation. Yeah, that's good. I would love to send things to other countries at some point too. Like art pieces. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool at the galleries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you should definitely do that. I agree. Try that out. I think you're, you're on so, so many different a- avenues. Like you're doing the, um, you're working, your actual day job is your own sets. Uh-huh. Doing like what, photo styling? Photo styling, set design and stuff, yeah. yoga. With Studio Jing, my buddy, Susan. No, shout out to that. She's awesome. And you're doing yoga stuff. Uh-huh. Acupuncture clinic. So like, I'm kind of figuring like, yeah. where is she going? I will say I put kind of a stop to the yoga and the acupuncture clinic stuff since I've got this show going. But I need to get back into yoga big time. Yeah. It saves me. Yeah. Either way, I see a bright future. Thank you, Daniel. I see one for you too. Thank you. Yep, and you too. Don't, don't. Keep doing Don't this. look at it, Jacob. Just Why not? Focus on my bright future. Okay. Your brat future. <laughs> Jacob knows I love him. I'm joking. Did you put some cream in your beard tonight? No. It's so nice and luxurious. Oh, yeah. You know. Moisturizing. For your, for your listeners, I just look really good yeah. today. Best looking Actually, radio Bianca, host Shout ever. out to Bianca's mom because she called me handsome. She, so yeah. She was like, that? What a... Mm. That chocolate drop. What a nugget. <laughs> that chocolate drop. <laughs> <laughs> Cocoa Dream Boy. Cocoa Dream. Yeah. Cocoa Dream Boy. Jacob knows who I am, man. <laughs> But yeah, so, so funny. Give us some advice for the up and comings for the oh, people again, who are in the game. Oh, again, let's go back to take some business classes, guys. Yes, if you want to make money off of it, that is. Learn how to market. If you don't know, meet somebody that does. Because mm-hmm. yes, if you found out about yourself that that is not something you need to be doing, that is fine. But find somebody that does. <laughs> That's very true. Jesus, <laughs> and I'm saying that so that I'm, you know, I'm talking to myself right now. Um, yeah, take advantage of that. I mean, there's free classes, too, for business. They, they do it at the um, library, too. Yep. Um, yeah, just learn. And also, this is huge, and I learned this from my mom. Don't ever undersell yourself. Yes. And that's monetarily. Yes. And I have worked with a lot of people that don't, and it's in the art world and not, that, and I'll, I will also throw out the lady card don't realize what they're worth financially and my mom Mm -hmm. is not one of those people if anything she was like you know if you put a price on it sometimes you'll attract people that can really only pay that price exactly and that's good or bad yeah you know what i mean like like you can you can price yourself up here and those people will come yeah um or you can price yourself way the down here, and mm-hmm. those people will come. Right. And what kind of person are you attracting? Not to say you should uh, be, you know, cocky about what you deserve or whatever, but if you put in the hours, you deserve a lot. Yeah. And people should respect that. And, you know, 
a lot of guys don't have any problem asking for what they are worth. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because we should live up to that, too. I'm not saying that to feel sorry for ourselves. I'm saying we should strive to be like that, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's crucial. Don't ever undersell yourself. And your time is worth so much, even if you don't create what might be representative of the time that you've spent on it. Yeah. Your time is worth something. Right. So. That is your product. So and that's like, this is the business side of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still learning. That's good. Yeah, you you never stop learning. Never yeah, stop that's, learning. That's the, that's the beauty of this field. I think every day is just, you learn something new. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also just turning a new leaf, I guess, in the last couple of years of, I don't want to be around people that don't want to have fun. Yeah. And oh, God, yeah. I just, I'm over that. And in working world too, I mean, I've been really grateful and lucky to have not really had that the last couple of years where I look forward to going to work and I just, what is the point? Life is so short. I agree. Yeah. I just don't want to do that anymore. So people have fun. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy your life. Gosh. You only got one. Thank you. That was some good advice. I love that. I love... And I talked told Jake about this. I want to do some kind of. I want to bring topics into the new year. Yeah. I want to start talking about. Let's you know, talk. Can I come back for topics? Yeah, for sure. <gasps> Definitely, if you have some. I'd love to. You know, something to talk about about the quality of things, paying for quality. You know, and yeah, you know, not under under um, estimating or selling yourself. Yeah, that's very important. That's a very big topic, and people have you know figuring out what they're going to charge people. That the yeah. art world, and I mean your perspective too. I mean it doesn't matter what the field is. It, it is so hard to put a price is, on stuff that you make. It really, it, it really is. It really, and it messes with your head. Yeah. People ask um, you, like, I don't want to be. I don't know if I'm too expensive, and you kind of get nervous. Yeah, but like, the other piece too is like, and I, I have a friend, Sally White, another artist in town. She's super great. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with nobody can, nobody else can make what you make. Right. Thank if you. it's good yes. or bad, nobody else can make what you make. Mm-hmm. And if somebody argues the price, you'd be like, well, then why don't you go home and go make it your damn self? Like, really? <laughs> I know that sounds messed up, but I'm like, I've had people I've had people say, you charge too little. And I've had people say, whoa, could you maybe, like, Bring it down, give me so. a deal? And for people that legitimately need a deal, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But if I know your history and you're trying to, like, get a bargain out of this and hustle me... For something that I spent 20 hours making? No. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. Definitely agree. I just, and I think that, I'm saying that for everyone because I see incredible people with incredible talent get ripped off. Yeah. Um, that said, again, like, I, if somebody can't afford it and I, I, I want to give it to you, then I absolutely will. I'm so happy and that you grateful it. that you even wanted yeah, enough for me. You know, of course. But it, I can smell somebody that's just, trying to just hustle trying to get me. Over you. Yep, that's true. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So hustle me, out. me being everyone else yeah, too. Yeah, you are. You represent everyone. Yeah, I just hate that. I hate seeing artists get taken advantage of like that. Happens all the it time. It drives me crazy. Gotta be aware. Yeah. But that's that's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Daniel. I'm glad, I'm glad it Sorry, I got out. on my my platform there no, for you're a second. Fine. We, that's what we want. <laughs> How you are. My soapbox for a second about Your that. story has been amazing. I'm sure people would definitely appreciate that. Um, that said, Daniel, I think you charge too little for your work. I know. I've been told that many, mm-hmm. many, a couple of times. I bought a few of those prints. 
Yeah. Anyways. Okay. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> how can we find you on the interwebs? Um, I have a website. It does need some sprucing up, but it's just my name, which is, I have to spell it because it's annoyingly long. Um, confusing. <laughs> Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A, Pagliai, um, P-A-G. Yes. L I A I dot com. Perfect. Instagram? Uh what is it? B Pagliai? It's B yeah, it is that. I think it's just B Pagliai. Yeah, it's B, yeah. On Insta Snaps. Cool. That's all I got right now. I got one of those Grundle Twitter Grundle things. Twitter paters. Twitter. Grundle pants <laughs> accounts. But cool. Yeah. So yeah, support Bianca. She's great. Um, buy some pieces. Come out. We're going to try and have another show. Yeah, another Hopefully show. Hopefully we'll keep we'll, everyone posted. Yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. And Free Pizza is going to kind of expand on the internet, so we'll be able to share events and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll support you there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for so bringing much, beer. guys. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy your cookie you. that I bought for you. Thank you for the cookie, Daniel. I hope you enjoyed the beer that I brought for you. So why is this about you? I just want to let people, okay. people don't right. know that people always have to pay for things. How much beer is worth versus a chocolate chip cookie? Let's talk about that. Just yeah. kidding. Chocolate My chip heart cookies. went to pick up that cookie from the shelf. I, I really, and I've enjoyed it. People think I don't pay for things. It's not true. Anyways. Um, that? <laughs> What's that about? Let's talk about that. Yeah, podcast is free. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't pay for that. Anyways, Jacob, <laughs> shut up. I'm bringing pizza next time. <laughs> But cool, yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much. And like I said, support Bianca. She's great. And that's it. Thank you, guys. That was fun.